Welcome to Beyond the Walls with Jeremy Thomas. Today we have a small taste, an appetizer, a short snippet of one of Jeremy's recent teachings covering the key point or key doctrine from that sermon. It's a short, easy to digest, and encouraging sample from a bigger lesson. We hope you enjoy it. Another implication of these things is what I call patricentrism, okay, not patriarchy. I do not believe the Bible teaches patriarchy. Um, that is widely taught that the Bible is patriarchal. I don't think it, it is at all. Uh, maybe Rome was patriarchal, but not the Bible. Uh, the Bible is patricentric. The model is that the man is at the center of a family, okay, and he is responsible for the well-being of his wife and his children and any others that are placed under his care. So the goal is to put, as a patricentric man, the goal is to put the interests of others ahead of yourself and to make sure everybody is well taken care of because everybody has needs. Okay, And it's his job to observe the individuals under his care, to carefully observe and watch them and their daily habits and daily thinking and daily life and daily decisions. It's his job to initiate with them conversation to find out where they are and how they are doing. It is his job to help them make decisions okay, relative to these things. So an example would be Boaz. Turn to Ruth chapter 2. Ruth chapter 2. Uh, you could go anywhere in Ruth, but Ruth chapter 2 is a really good place. Ruth chapter 2. I'm just going to read a little bit of this story because uh, I want to show you how this shows up. Now, uh, Naomi, who was Ruth's mother-in-law, had a kinsman of her husband, so a relative, a man of great wealth, and he was of the family of Elimelech. His name was Boaz. Okay? And so Ruth and, and Naomi are back in you know, Ruth's hometown, and they're going to try to make a living, but they have no men because all their husbands have died. So verse 2, Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, Please let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after one in whose sight I may find favor. Okay? That word favor is grace, the Hebrew word heen for grace. She wants to find favor in someone's sight in a field in which she gleans to get food for herself and Naomi. And she said to her, go, my daughter. So she departed, and she went, and she gleaned in the field after the reapers, and she happened to come to the portion of the field belonging to Boaz. You know, she just happened to. <laughs> it's, a, it's a description of providence, uh, that God was behind this and orchestrating this. And he was of the family of Elimelech. Well, by golly. <laughs> now, behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, these are people in his field reaping, may the Lord be with you. Now, first of all, how does he treat his, his reapers? Now, these are just people that are just reaping in a field. Do you see that he treated them with grace? Do you see that he, they are under his authority and in his care, and he is very concerned for them? He's a patrocentric male. Okay, He's not like, hurry up, get busy, quit sitting on your duff. Where's my water? You know, he's not a jerk as a boss. He's concerned about those who are working for him. Okay, and they said, look how they responded to him in verse 4. May the Lord bless you. Now, how many times do you say that of your boss? May the Lord bless you, my favorite boss. 
Okay, but you can see this man is loved by his employees. Verse 5, then Boaz said to his servant who was in charge of the reapers, whose woman is this? Whose young woman is this? Who does she belong to? Who is responsible for her? That's what he's asking. The servant in charge of the reapers replied, she is the young Moabite woman who returned with Naomi from the land of Moab. So she is a Moabite. I don't know what that would be like. Uh, it, would, it would basically be like if you said, who is that person over there? And I said, uh, they're a Muslim. Okay, now, I, say, I use that as an example because, you know, we have some reticences about that because, you know, 9-11 and, you know, what we hear and know about Islam around the world. And that's how the Moabites were to the Jews. They used to carry out raids, read the book of Judges, into the land, destroy all their crops, you know, mess their, everything up. These are not like your friendly neighbors, okay? She's a Moabitess, but look how he treats her, okay? Verse 7, and she said to the servant, Please let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. Thus she came and has remained from the morning until now, and she's been sitting in the house for a little while. So Boaz said to Ruth, listen carefully, my daughter. Now, first of all, how did he what did he just call her? Daughter. Isn't that kind of endearing? Do you see how this man is very shrewd in his dealings and how he, he is very kind? Man, he's putting her interests ahead of his own here. And he says, do not glean in another field. Furthermore, do not go on from this one, but stay here with my maids. Now, this was a great privilege she had as an outsider in Israel. He says, let your eyes be on the field which they reap and go after them. Indeed, I have commanded the servants not to touch you. By the way, that was a threat. This was in the period of the judges. Every man did what was right in his own eyes. There was lots of rapes. Okay? It did happen all over Israel during this time. It was terrible. Okay? So he says, hey, you stay here. He's trying to keep her safe. No, don't let any, and I've commanded the servants not even to touch you because the servants would do that. He says, when you're thirsty, go to the water jars and drink from what the servants draw. Now she doesn't even have to draw her own water. She's going to get water that the servants drew. Do you see how gracious this man is? Do you see how he's looking out for her best interests? This is a patrocentric male. Verse 10, Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground, and she said to him, Why have I found favor or grace, there it is again, heen, in your sight, that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? You know, I, I mean, I'm a total outsider. I'm not, you know, why are you doing this for me? Well, it's because of who he was. Right? I mean, really, it's, it's because of who he is. But he also goes on to explain, all that you have done for your mother-in-law after the death of your husband has been fully reported to me and how you left your father and your mother and the land of your people and you came to a people that you did not, know, that you did not previously know. Remember, Ruth, I, you, your people will be my people. And so forth. Your God, my God. So he says, May the Lord reward your work and your wages be full from the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to seek refuge. And then she said, I have found favor or grace in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me and indeed has spoken kindly to your maidservant, though I'm not like one of your maidservants. And at mealtime, Boaz said to her, come here, that you may eat the, of the bread and dip your piece of bread in this vinegar. So she sat beside the reapers and he served, he served her. What a guy. That's right. Because this is the guy, guys. This is the guy you're supposed to model yourself after as a husband.
Thank you for joining us today on Beyond the Walls with Jeremy Thomas. If you found the lesson insightful, please consider subscribing below so that you don't miss any additional teachings from Jeremy. And if you're looking for additional resources or additional formats, links are in the description below. But above all, we want you to be encouraged and exhorted by the very Word of God. We hope that Jeremy is opening it up to you in a way that makes it even more understandable than what you've known in the past. So until next time, take care.